Scott was talking with Paul earlier. Like he's he's pretty much done for the day work wise. What do you have uh, the rest of the day? Oh, uh, you know, there's always something to do. Uh, there, you know, we, uh, there, I think, uh, have more recording to do, you know, I've been doing a lot of press for, for yes. season four. So that's been fun and, uh, talk to nice people like yourself, but, uh, Aww, he yeah. remembered that I'm nice. I do. The mail, bro. I'll, I do. I'll, I'll get Absolutely. You that. Well, I cross the people off who aren't. It's smart. Uh, but locally, I mean, luckily it, it hasn't been that many. Uh, yeah, uh, but I got a, a record this afternoon and uh, we're just, uh, you know, just uh, making, a, making a show about dinosaurs and, and kids running from them. I mean, if, if you were going to make a show about, you know, well, at least they're running away from the dinosaurs. Like if they're running towards the dinosaurs, that's going to be a completely different show. Different It'll show. be over in like one episode. Yeah, like- completely different show. So, uh, yeah, but this season we decided to up the ante and didn't, uh, decided not to stop at just dinosaurs, uh, that, uh, have our, our, our heroes, uh, on the run and wondering what the heck is going on. Um, and on that, let's go ahead and start. So what's up fandom? My name is Josh. And today we've got some really special guests. We've got Paul McHale Williams. Hola. Hi. And we've got Scott Kramer. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Oh, man. And we're going to be talking about season four of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. So, uh, Scott, uh, welcome back. Uh, We had you on for the launch. So, like, the the premiere of Camp Cretaceous. So, it's been a bit. It has. It has. How have you been? Uh, Not bad. You know, I mean, it's uh, all right. Yeah, all right. Things yeah, yeah. have changed a lot in the world since it's we been, last yeah, Exactly, yeah. The world is a completely different place. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, Paul, welcome. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. This is actually only my very second podcast, yes. and I've been wanting to do a podcast for so long. So, like, just being here right now is That's just awesome. so fun and awesome for me. Well, how about this? Whenever you want to come on a podcast, you just let me know. We'll bring you on. We'll talk about whatever you want. We all do right, all sure, kinds of sure. stuff. So just let me know. We'll bring you back. Um, all right, for sure. We'll mark the dates and everything. Oh yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So uh, this is going to be a full spoiler-filled episode. So if you have not watched season four of Camp Cretaceous, it's on Netflix right now. Go on, check it out. Watch it. It's eleven episodes instead of ten, so you get an extra episode, guys. So happy there. Um, so yeah, watch all eleven episodes. It's a really fun watch, um, but. That said, spoilers from here on out. Um, I can't believe you guys killed Ben. Like that was that was to me. It was very tragic. No, I'm just yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's season five. No. Yeah. Yeah. How did you know? Who you know, I, like I, said, I, I know people. I know people. Um, so uh, so this uh, was, was kind of start off. Um, so Scott, like we we've we've talked to you before about uh, kind of like the Jurassic you know universe and everything. But Paul, how did you kind of like get into the Jurassic universe? Like, was Jurassic like was this like your first like foray into like the Jurassic realm, or had you been a fan of the films before? Um, it's crazy because when I was younger, you know, I was like, I didn't originally watch the Jurassic World. I was a very um, timid kid when it came to movies that involved some form of fear, right? So literally anything that resembled horror or thriller, I just didn't watch it. I maybe watched like five minutes of Jurassic before I was like, okay, this is too scary. 
Okay, I'm gonna leave. And then <laughs> basically well, here's the thing. If you if you thought the first five minutes of Jurassic World was scary, the, I don't know. Like maybe do you not like airports? Like in <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I was talking about <laughs> Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I I generally have a a, a distaste for airports. They're just completely and utterly tasteless like anyway um <laughs> but i i got reintroduced to it on a different note when i watched jurassic world when it came out and i'm pretty sure i watched jurassic world in theaters and um i was a much more matured person at the time so <laughs> so i could actually watch it and um i just got just immediately hooked on it and it's really funny because I didn't even know who Chris Pratt was and he was already just one of my favorite actors immediately as soon as I watched it. And then I started watching like Parks and Rec and all that stuff. So that was like my first little venture into it. And then I started getting really interested and I started looking up like different dinosaurs and, and different species of dinosaurs and different families of dinosaurs and all of this stuff. And then I got the audition for this show and I was like, I, I had a different reaction because it was different from the name that we currently have. So I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. This is dinosaur. It's probably going to be for kids, like probably going to give dinosaurs cakes and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> um, but then I, I, I started getting into it and then I got a call back and I went into the studio and I was like, oh, this is for real. So, I mean, all in all, the, the series really just skyrocketed my love for dinosaurs as a whole even more. And it also skyrocketed my love for the franchise because it was just, I don't know, something, something about it, just the technicality of it all. And, and the, I'm not going to say the, the simplicity, but the, the, <laughs> the complex simplicity, if you, if you want to, if you want to say that, it just really caught me in a rapture. I just loved it. Um, Scott, are we going to get, feeding cakes to dinosaurs is that like going to be a new is that going to be a spin-off of camp cretaceous i'm, I'm not at liberty oh, you know dang. they make you sign an ironclad uh non-disclosure agreement so I can't, I can't get into that uh the name paul said because at the beginning of the show it was all very secretive so the the code name for the show i can reveal now is chomp and so it was like it was fun as people came in to read when they realized Oh wait a minute! This <laughs> this isn't Chump. This is Jurassic World. This is right. a, a whole new thing. Oh man! Um, so let's kind of go into this season. So uh, we last left our our wonderful kids, uh, our campers. They were on a boat. So we've left them on the boat. We are now we so we've left Isla Nublar. Um, what island are we currently on? Are we allowed to say what island? Is this Sorna? Is this one of the other five deaths or? Uh, it is not. It is a new island. Awesome. Uh, it is a new private island. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> if you've uh, have seen it now, it, you know that it is owned by Manticore, who we've been talking about for three seasons now. Mm -hmm. So Yes, I saw a lot of speculation online that's going to be one of the five deaths, especially Sorna. And, you know, as far as kids running from dinosaurs on a jungle island, I think we've covered it. And we wanted to, to shake things up and, and put them in, like, 
new environments and have the audience uh, along with the campers trying to figure out what the heck is going on uh, as we make our way through the season. Um, all of the all of the new dinosaurs and everything that we meet um, on this new on this new island are they all like brand new dinosaurs or are they dinosaur uh, dinosaurs that you know came from either Sorna? Because I mean we've got the Spinosaurus, we've got two new Rexes. Were they created just like on this island or are they past dinosaurs that have been moved over to this new private island? Uh, it's a little of both. I mean it. In my mind, the uh, the T Rexes are the uh, the T Rex doe, uh, and the uh, and the baby from Lost World. It is not. It's a different baby. You know, different there baby. were more. Okay. There were more than just Buck and Junior on, uh, and and there was a, a a hot second there when we were just going to make them Buck and Junior, but we ended up going a different way with it and making it a a, a mother and daughter. Uh, T-Rex, but they were they were from Sorna, but we also meet uh, other dinosaurs who were uh, created specifically by Manticore. Gotcha. And uh, congrats, you you guys got to bring the Dilophosaurus back. So we've not really had that <laughs> since. I mean, we had what like a hologram in Jurassic World. Yeah. But you guys got to bring it back. So what? Now I, I, I we had a I had a little uh, Twitter thing. We did like a Twitter space. Um, uh yesterday so like a week ago when this comes out but uh we had that and uh we were talking on that it was a nice non-spoilery a non-spoilery thing okay. but uh <laughs> we were talking about the dilophosaurus because like the the images is are have came out so people were already speculating so um the dilophosaurus this is the first time that we've gotten a dilophosaurus since park right i don't think like they weren't in world or i mean they weren't in Lost World or three, were they? Not that not that I recall. Okay. Don't quote me on it, but I, I don't think so. We were really excited to bring them back. Uh, honestly, initially, if you remember back, I get all the uh, to season three when they're uh, when they're going through Kenji's penthouse mm -hmm. and they come upon the monolophosauruses. At that originally, that was going to be Dilophosaurus's, and then when we started looking at the dinosaurs and and the space and what the story entailed, we decided to go to the Monolophosaurus's instead. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So, Paul, like with uh with Darius, like he's how how do you think he is uh coping with uh going from Nublai, like all of his stay, like they've been there for uh six almost seven months depending on you know when we're you know time um and now they're we've left nublar now we're on a brand new island with new threats so how how do you think like darius is coping there i can't help but laugh because i feel really bad for all of these children um i think that there's always something that darius has to endure in these seasons because he's taken up the leading role of these six campers and sometimes more than just those six campers, you know, like um, in this season, we get to see a, well, I'm just going to be careful. Anyway, we get to see like a new person that is a doctor and, um, <laughs> and we also kind of see that he kind of takes the lead on, I'm going to say direct directing like the flow of, 
traffic, even with people that he hasn't met. And I think that in the transition from season three to season four, Darius, and we kind of saw this in a little bit of uh, season three's ending when they were, when he asked Kenji to pack up stuff and um, he's kind of relinquishing his, his leading role to other campers, which is finally something that he hasn't been able to do because all of this time, he's just been really trying to enjoy Jurassic world. Mm -hmm. And what's really been happening is he's been having to be like the, 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 um, the commando leader of these six people and trying to keep these people alive while also trying to keep himself alive. And at such a young age, that's like nearly impossible on an island filled with dinosaurs. So I think that Darius in this season, um, like I said before, he he relinquishes his leadership title to some other people so that he can kind of take a break. And you'll see that in season four too, because we see a lot of different matchups in season four with, with our characters also. And um, I think that Darius as a whole, it's probably going to take him a long time to get over this whole experience with dinosaurs. But um, I think that a, a cool aspect of Darius is that he's he's never turned his back on dinosaurs, um, despite all of the things that have happened to him. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, like I, I thought it was really interesting. Like we do have like a split in everything because we've got Darius and Cash uh, doing their thing. And then we've got the rest of our campers and uh, Dr. Dr. Turner. Right. Right. Yeah. And Dr. Turner over here um doing doing their thing and i thought that was really a nice little bit because it seemed like like darius definitely needed like a bit of a break because he's been <laughs> like he's been like here and like basically like the leader of these kids for you know going on seven months now so yeah him being able to like kind of you know not like still you know care about like the dinosaurs and still ev like everything there but he also gets to play a video game so i mean like that's you know, not bad at all. So it, it was really nice to see, you know, him kind of like move out and some other campers kind of step up. Um, I thought that was, you know, a really cool part this season. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the tricky part is he's playing a video game with a guy who may or may not feed him to dinosaurs. Yeah, they, <laughs> so. the whole time I'm like, maybe don't beat him at the video game. Maybe let him win because it's like, uh, you know. Which I thought, let, let's kind of talk about like Cash real quick. Like, fantastic bad guy character. Like, there's yes. there's not a, there's not a single moment that I was like, you know what? Maybe he's got redeeming qualities. It's like, <laughs> no, it's just not there at all. And I I love that. It's like it, it kind of gives you somebody to you know to kind of root against. And it's also cool that you know we've got a bad guy that you know lived through a season, so like we can hate him in the next season too. Yeah. So that's really nice. <laughs> Yeah, normally our bad guys don't make it through, but, uh, you know, Cash uh, is a real fun wild card character to write, and, and Haley Joel Osment is just, oh, yeah. man, what a, what a great job. And, <laughs> and he's the nicest guy in the world, but just relishes, you know, just when the, the artists or even the other actors heard his performance, it's like, yeah, just the, this character, just universally, just he makes it very easy to hate him. 
Like I'm like the fact that his phone is not cracked, like to me, like the way he treats electronics, like the brads and everything is like slamming stuff. I'm like the fact his phone is not cracked. I'm like, man, he's got like a like a really good screen, like a really good protector on that thing. Cause dang. I, I feel like cash is like that type of person. Like he cherishes his phone because that's where he gets like his income and how he contacts his boss. So I feel like he would be like, as we've seen with him, like beating up the brads with golf clubs and shoving them into frozen tundra and stuff like that. It's just funny to be like, he's completely destroying stuff outside. And then he lightly taps his phone and he's like, Hey, so <laughs> it's a really, yeah. it's a really fun aspect to see. I, I always love that in a bad guy character. Yeah. yeah. But it's like Paul had said, you know, we, we did want other characters to be able to step up uh, with the campers and and give Darius a bit of a break but also you know we we didn't want Darius to feel like he was safe and with someone like Cash who you you know depending on his mood or what happened um, a moment ago you, you really don't know uh how safe uh, Darius is and we you know just in this season uh, through the writing we really wanted to put everybody uh on even more uncertain footing than they had been in the past right um so uh, there there's there was a lot of speculation you know online about the brads and you know the show going more sci-fi um that was the big thing that i was reading um I, I will say it's like, this is a show about dinosaurs, like genetically engineered dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there is a bit of a suspension of disbelief. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, with, like, with you know, all of like the Brads and everything like that, like, honestly, like I hearkened back to like the book where um, I think it's Arnold is talking about how he would like, like they want to try and uh, have the park with uh, like fully automate the park as much as they can, like have as few humans like people there and so like when i when the the idea with the brads i'm like okay so they they do the cleanup they feed the animals um they administer shots they fix them you know when they're hurt and everything i thought it was really really cool is that something you know going into like the writer's room and everything like that like was were the brads and everything was that something that you guys wanted to do or was that something that um you know, maybe what came down from above that, hey, we need to have these, you know, robotic type of uh, things now. Oh, no, nothing, nothing like from above. Like we we came up with that. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, it, uh, I, I struggled with with it. Are we going to sci fi? And there was like a virgin early days where like, I don't know, like someone had pitched like the Brad sent out like a sonic wave or I don't know. It's something that felt like like too far and you know had conversations with Colin about it and we were like okay on one side it isn't what we've seen before which is also really cool and we can also do stuff because this is a cartoon show and it obviously is for the fans but it's also for kids um so Luckily, like as we were making our way through it and and I'm wondering have we gone is this too far and then Boston Dynamics puts out a video of like what their new new creation is doing. And it's like, oh, you know what? <laughs> this really isn't that crazy uh, <laughs> considering everything that's going on. And we definitely took uh, inspiration from, from that. Um, so, 
Yeah, it was definitely something that I may have lost some sleep over uh, how it was going to be received. But in the end, we did want to shake it up. We didn't want to just keep running from dinosaurs. We wanted to add new threats and new mysteries and 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 really kind of uh, take things in a, in a slightly new direction. Yeah, and I mean, and honestly, we do need new threats because I mean, like the amount of dinosaurs have significantly decreased from an island full of dinosaurs to now like they're dinosaurs like in specific biomes um, and everything like that. So like we do need more of a threat. And I, I definitely think the Brads, especially being able to like pew pew laser gun people is like, that's like a, <laughs> uh, that was, that was good. Um, did feel bad for the compy though. Like that was a bit, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. poor little guy. <laughs> yeah, poor thing survives a Mosasaurus attack and then unceremoniously, uh, yeah. And again, we, you know, we, we don't take that, like, we don't, we don't take that lightly. You know what I mean? Like it, whether it's a human character or a dinosaur character, when, when there is a loss of life on the show, it's something that a lot of thought goes into. And it, we just felt like we really needed to establish that, you know, these things are lethal. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately the, the compi uh, bore the brunt of that. Yeah. yeah and I really appreciate um, and this is this is mainly to you, Scott. I really appreciate the development of um, of I'm gonna like maturity through each season because I noticed that in season one it was really mild. We were we were starting to build, um, and then once we got to season three, it was like you really started to like feel like you were in Jurassic World. Like you could feel like the tension and the suspense, but it was still on a level that, you know, kids were able to watch it. And I feel like it's, it's, it evolves even more in season four because now we don't really know what to expect. And it's, it's just, I, I really don't have words. It's, it's just so <laughs> I'm, I'm getting nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And again, I wish I could take all the credit, but I, it's just we have so there's so many people on this show, starting with our writers uh, and then, you know, and down down or up the chain, how you look at the artists and and effects and lighting and animation and everything who just elevates this uh, show. And also it's the, the heart that uh, that you and then the rest of the cast bring to it. You know, when, when I started this show, I said, you know, for if you can do dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs for a 90 minute movie, not saying that's <laughs> what they've done, but I'm saying when we're telling this story over, you know, multiple seasons and, and multiple episodes, if you're not hooked in and rooting for these kids, and then then you don't have anything so right. at, at the beginning and the end of everything it all comes down uh, down to the campers and yeah. uh, and and the great job that that paul and, and the rest of our cast have done thank you <laughs> uh definitely um with with this new island um can you kind of tell us a little bit like kind of expand on what manticore is doing on this island so it, it definitely feels like we are um we're using we're basically having like a little dinosaur fight club and we're genetically engineering these dinosaurs in order to 
um, be the strongest and like fight. So that's why we were like splicing uh, these dinosaurs, making these hybrids. Um, we're using the the mind control in order to can kind of control these animals to make them do what we want them to do. Um, can you kind of expand on you know uh, the role of like Manticore and the the new island this season? Well, I mean. As this is sort of the genie is out of the bottle and we just, you know, going back to the beginning, it's not just InGen and Biosyn and, you know, uh, Mizrani. It's out there. This, this genetic power is out there. And as we've seen in the films, you know, not everybody is out for good. So if you have, you know, people who are just out to make a buck and see, you know, you know, for lack of a better word, entrepreneurs who don't, you know, in stark contrast to let's say Darius, like Darius would know you don't put a Spinosaurus in the desert, but here, or a Kentrosaurus in the Arctic, but here are people who don't care about that. You know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's like Ian Malcolm is because you, you can do it, should you do it. Uh, so it's really just folks uh, who have this technology and are just trying to figure out how they can cash in on it in, in the biggest way possible. Uh, at least that's what it looks like on the surface. Definitely. Um, kind of speaking of like this new island with all these new foes, we also get to go back to the mainland for a bit where Darius is able to get Cash's phone and makes a quick little call to his bro. So, Paul, like, how are, are you excited that we're going to get, you know, hopefully some Dari, Darius's brother in here coming soon? Hopefully. Oh, man, you have no freaking idea how excited I am to see where that goes. Because the little teaser that we got in this season is most certainly not enough. And I know that. Scott and the writer's room, they did this on purpose to purposely make us be mad that they didn't add more. So <laughs> I'm that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're here to make you mad. And, <laughs> you know, that's I'm glad to see that. We got it done. So. Yeah. But that I mean, that also makes you all ex extremely good writers, because that's that's what that's what you know, that's what writers aim for is to make an extremely good story where the people are so excited that they, they don't want to wait to see what happens next. So um, kudos to you on that. But yeah, I definitely think that this is, um, it's, it's definitely a new thing developing here because you're gonna have all of these, all of this stuff happening in the background that you, that you don't really get to see initially. And all of this time we're, we're really focused on the campers. So I'm, I'm really excited to see like people's um, like, like people's reactions to, to anything else that, that pops up later. Yeah. I mean the, the two big reveals that we get, like we get that, you know, Darius's brother, you know, knows he's alive. So that's a really good one. And then we've got Kenji's dad is the head honcho of Manticore. That was like, I was like, kind of like suspected in the back because it's like i mean there's a reason that kenji's on the island you know it's like his dad's big you know rich and everything like that um but like that reveal that's a good reveal and i i, I personally think the best cliffhanger that we've gotten through the series so far like the most real cliffhanger because it's like 
dad and then boom and you're like oh okay well now now we have to have to watch season five because what the heck this is going to be a fun family reunion Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i am excited you know we've we've known for a while that we were leading towards kenji's dad uh in some respects and 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 in some iterations we were going to reveal him sooner and then the way that things just sort of laid out um it, this felt like the right time to, to bring him in. Uh, but yeah, there is a lot of questions. Like if you notice, he was pretty surprised to see Kenji too. So uh, it is going to be interesting to see, uh, like you said, how this family reunion exactly is going to play out. Yeah. You can um, just tell that they have an amazing relationship. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going to be great. Um <laughs> So uh, we did we did have some uh, some questions from Twitter. Uh, this one's from a uh, bootleg Jolly Jingles. Mm. Um, fantastic name. I, li- I uh, like it. <laughs> uh, so this one's like in season one, episode two, we saw a cart of extracted saber tooth slash ma- uh, mammoth remains in Dr. Wu's lab. Um, do you think this is a way of foreshadowing the saber tooth tiger's future appearance in season four or was just or was that just like a random kind of like throwaway thing where it just happened to be there? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we put in in that in, in especially in season one where we were seeding things from, you know, putting seeding in E750 on Wu's computer. Like, did we ha- know exactly what we were doing at that moment? No. I mean, we, we, we had a general idea, but the name Scorpius Rex had never occurred to us. So I've always been a big fan of the Sabertooth cats. Uh, so uh, the answer, I guess, is we didn't necessarily know we were going to do it. But uh, when we, we seed in stuff like that, especially in that first season, uh, we did want to definitely leave open the possibility that we could tie back into it. I because it's interesting because I mean like even if we go back to the first Jurassic Park movie like there is the little saber tooth little plush animal mm-hmm. that's in the gift shop Absolutely. so it is nice to, like that we can see like the saber tooth like he he made it like <laughs> he's been around since ninety three but they made it you know yeah. and then and then gets you know eaten by the spino but it was there for a bit yes and so. uh, and he he, uh, he or she did uh, herself proud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to shout out just quick shout out to the Spinosaurus for for its incredible acting in this season because oh my goodness I love it and shout out to the animators who animated it all. Um, quick side note, Scott. Yeah. Since season three already premiered, can we tell the fans what its original name was? This uh, the which the I don't know what do you mean? I mean uh, because I I think I remember if I remember correctly there were two dinosaurs that we had nicknamed differently and I think it was Toro and the Scorpius Rex had a different name before. Wow. Well, Toro did have a different name, uh, yeah. but f- for copyright reasons. Uh, <laughs> We weren't allowed to use uh, Toro. Ended up working really well. I'm Shrekosaurus. Honestly, you kind of you kind of got to be careful with that. You know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna call him <laughs> Shrek or you know, you kind of you got to be careful. 
Turned out, yes, Mickey Mouse <laughs> Soros did not clear. Uh, Garfield also did not clear. Uh, so, uh, but I don't actually remember. So I, I think we can go ahead and say it and then we can always cut it out. If exactly, yeah. movie yeah. magic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> go ahead, do you remember? I, I remember, I remember it was something really technical. I think originally we, we'd also played with the idea like Neo Scorpius might have been mm-hmm. a name that we had kicked around. You know, there's uh, there's so many of these things that we just workshop and kick around in the writer's room. And and uh, sometimes it just comes down to uh, which one Colin Frank Marshall liked the best. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm ch- that's the only name that comes to mind. I'm sure we had a, a bunch of other thoughts too. I mean, if you guys decide to create more dinosaurs in the future, Steven is a really good name. I think that would be a fun name for a dinosaur. <laughs> like that, yeah. Nice. I just be it. like, oh no, it's Steven. Like, I think they I mean like that just strikes fear. I will say in early days when we realized we did have to rename the Toro character at one point, uh, I wanted to uh, have Kenji uh, name uh, it Mrs. Stallheber. Uh, after uh, one of my junior high math teachers. And I thought it would be funny that Kenji named this horrible dinosaur after his math teacher. But I don't think Mattel <laughs> thought Mrs. Stallheber would look good on a carnivore <laughs> box. So uh, we, uh, and then for a time Toro was going to be happy, which then got shortened and became half because you know, just being uh, selfish and nepotism, you know, I did name Roxy the camp counselor after my daughter, Roxy, then my son, Hap, in there. So I thought, well, maybe happy. And then again, happy, the Carnotaurus doesn't really work. So then uh, Hap made his uh, debut in, in season two. Um, we did we did have a lot of questions, um, uh, like too many, really. A lot of people wondering, uh, are Dave and Roxy going to come back? Because it's been a bit since we've even heard about Dave and Roxy. Yeah, being... you wonder, right? Wonder what they've been, especially on you know, the last time we saw him, Roxy was like trying to throttle that guy on the boat in mm-hmm. episode eight. So, yeah, you know, uh, they don't strike me as the type to give up. So uh, I wonder. It would be interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe they run into Roland Timbo. That would be pretty dope too. That like, would be pretty cool. That would be <laughs> amazing. Yeah. That that could be its own spinoff series, actually. <laughs> Just have Roland dropped in and be sure. like, go hunt. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> um, I'm going to write that down under <laughs> Steve the Dinosaur. Yeah. There you go. Um, maybe he hunts Steven. Maybe that's what the whole series is about. It's just about... <laughs> Roland hunting Steven. Yeah. Um, That'd be fun. Um, I will say, so the last time I was at DreamWorks, um, it was before, uh, you know, pandemic and everything. So there wasn't any Jurassic Camp Camp Cretaceous merch. Is there merch in the store? So if I was to go to DreamWorks, is there merch in the little DreamWorks store now? Because I want one of those red Camp Counselor shirts, like just like the red shirts uh... with the black. I'm like... Uh, it's 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 very clean it's just That'd red cool. with just the black i'm like oh we nice 
That'd be cool. I, I, I'd be honest with you. I've only been at DreamWorks a couple times <sighs> in the last couple of years, and I don't even know if the store is open. Oh, because uh, very we, sad. We're still, uh, you know, we're we're still working from home. But I thought I always thought that, like the Red Can, you know, I've seen online, like on Instagram, there's been some pretty fun Dave and Roxy cosplay with uh, with the red shirts. Uh, <laughs> in the bandana um so yeah i don't know if that's out there but i if if you find it let me know because i'd like one too uh, what's, I mean, what's what's cool is i remember doing an interview with Nemes, who is jurassic your world and he was actually wearing a shirt that was under the jurassic world merchandise on amazon and it had Darius's face on it. I don't know if like it's like copyright approved or anything like that, but it's yeah, it's, it's definitely there. I've seen I've seen like like shirts and stuff of of the campers and stuff like that. So I definitely think there there but, is some merchandise. Hold on, was this a call out? Are you mad because I didn't wear a shirt that had your face uh, on it, your character's face? Just really, just, like just pinned you know, me. Over I mean. You, Josh apparently no. like god yeah. i should have gone I mean, to target and got saying, myself i'm a, wearing a camp cretaceous shirt I, uh, that's why i'm like i don't have any i don't have any jurassic shirts that's why i'm like and i am calling you so out. i can have a red one or no, i'm not better. mad i'm just disappointed i mean I, that, that's fair that's fair i mean because it's one of those like of all the Jurassic shirt, like Jurassic Park thing, like Jurassic shirts that I would want, like the red cam counselor shirt or one of those like dope pink polos from the first movie. Oh, yeah. I'm right. like, oh, that'd be so dope. Just like the pink polo with the little Jurassic logo. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's why when Kenji made his debut into the series mm -hmm. on the helicopter, had the, the pink polo with the pop collar. Yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> nice. Had everything about him. Um, so, uh, we are, we are kind of, unfortunately running a little short on time. So we got just like a few little bits. Um, but uh, I do want to ask, what do you guys hope? Well, for, let's start with, start with Paul first. So what are you hoping for with, uh, the camper Darius and the campers going forward? Like, what do you want to see from them? Um, man, there were already so many different aspects in the first three seasons, but what I really want I, I'm really eager to see in, in this season and the coming seasons is I want to see some of the campers that have kind of been laying low. I want to see them step into the spotlight a little bit. I, I want to see them take the reins of the situation, you know, like how we've seen with Brooklyn this season and in, in, in taking her lead, you know, with, with the Brads and, and, and even Ben starting to, starting to step back into his leadership role, even though he has no idea what he's doing on this island. So I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to like, yeah, like I said before, see different, see it from all different angles and see like, like these, these alternates, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, what about, what about you, Scott? What are you excited for um, the fans to take away from season four? Yeah, well, uh, like I alluded to before, it, this show begins and ends with our characters. And so seeing uh, seeing how everyone's evolved, um, seeing, um, you know, relationships or, you know, you, you put kids on an island for, you know, away from parents for six, seven months, you know, feelings or or how they're all kind of uh uh 
processing, you know, this really traumatic experience, one after another, after another, after another, you know, Kosser did such a wonderful job with uh, with Yaz dealing, you know, really with a, a PTSD and yeah. I thought our writers did a, a great job. And and just like you had mentioned, the animators and, you know, Dan Godinas and our amazing animation team over at CGCG, as well as here at, at DreamWorks, is just the little things of, you know, like Yaz hitting her, her leg or just the, the expressions. Um, I, you know, I'm excited for people to see how the characters are evolving and changing and how that, uh, that's going to continue to affect them as individuals, as well as our, the camp family that we've, we've come to know. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I I'll say like, in like Yaz's story, this, this season, I think was probably the best bit. Like it was, it was really good. Like getting to see, I mean, she's been a BA like the entire series Absolutely. and then having her like, kind of like, I, I don't want to say like being humbled, but like being like, reflecting more and being like oh wait a sec this is like this this is a bit much like we are just kids and we've been you know fighting for our lives for the last seven months non-stop and it kind of like weighing down on her i thought that was really good like i thought it was a really good piece of storytelling and wow. i yeah so kudos there because i thought that was like perfect yeah, well, I'm glad you feel I feel this exact same way. And, you know, all credit goes to our, uh, our amazing writers uh, who put a lot of uh, thought and time and heart into into crafting these storylines. And, and, you know, like you had said before, yes, this is a world where dinosaurs and robots and drones and control chips and all this stuff. But we're trying to keep these characters as grounded as possible and try to make them. So, you know, any kid who's watching this thing can see a little bit of themselves and probably any number of these characters and, and just uh, how it might feel to, to be in their shoes. Yeah. And Josh, I especially love that you touched on Yasmina and, and her, and her stress that she's going through right now, because it's something that I've really seen in a lot of shows that I'm really proud to be a part of is, is letting people know that children go through, you know, traumatic experiences too. And sometimes it's hard to talk about them. And on a level of being away from your parents for six to seven months, it really shines a new light on what a lot of children are going through that a lot of even their parents sometimes don't realize. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Yeah, and I mean, thank you for bringing it up. Oh, too. I mean, definitely. I mean, that like to me was like the the hardest hit. Like when she was talking about how her and her mom would, you know, kind of curl up and uh, you know watch movies and everything together. I was like, oh man, like it was just like breaking my heart. I was like, this is this is just too good. Like I would expect this in like you know of like not like a children's animated series. Like I was not expecting. I was expecting you know more dinosaurs and everything. We're gonna run around, you know. Um, people are gonna, you know, find feelings and everything. I, I was kind of expecting that, but I was not expecting like a PTSD storyline. And like the fact that you guys put that in there, I was like, that's, that's some Emmy worthy type stuff. So maybe you guys can, I'm hoping, you know, 
you you got three seasons so for for this year i'm hoping you can add another one because i mean just on that episode like that's the episode i would submit if it was okay. me that's the episode i would submit right. yeah. <laughs> episode what was the right. episode episode seven or eight like i'd submit yeah. that one for consideration be like the writing for this like this one right here this is the one i go for that's the one so, all right yeah okay well, <laughs> we'll mark it up right now if you, right. if you guys win, at least just take a picture of it and then send it to me so like I can be like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. We'll be like, thank you to Josh Kane for submitting this idea. Oh my gosh, thank You're you. the literal reason we got this today. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's all me. Like, I'll take all the credit. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Sorry I couldn't be at the, at the ceremony, but you know. Uh, <laughs> Paul, what do you want to see going forward uh, for uh, Camp Cretaceous? Like, where do you want to see the series end? Um, man, there are, see, I'm a writer too. So I've probably come up with like 37 different endings for the show already. Um, Paul <laughs> usually shows up and records and having read the script and especially in early days, he was always going like, like quizzing me. Like, is this going to happen? Or you said it is <laughs> going to happen. What about this? And sometimes he was right, but uh, sometimes not right. So uh, a few surprises. But I gave Scott ideas. Yeah, there you go. Barry, that's it really comes down to you two. Uh have really kind of made this thing what it is. Um, uh, you know, we try. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely like to see um I definitely want to see the the campers get back home, of course, because one thing that that I've kind of relayed back and forth between the cinematic history of this of this franchise and, and Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is the one thing that always pops up in my mind is seeing, um, seeing Claire's nephews, you know, get home and say hi to their family because they've, they've been gone for, they, they haven't even been gone for that long. It's only been like, what? It's been like three days. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> and considering like, not seeing your children for six and seven months and not knowing where they are and knowing that they're like thousands of miles away on a remote island that nobody can get to. It's just, it's heartbreaking. And I'd love to see like the, I'd, I'd love to see the parents of, of, of each of these characters because there are so many like there, there, there are so many things that, that we have yet to see and, and just even seeing like the, the traits that they inherited from their parents and stuff like that, seeing the, the relationships and, and seeing them reunite is just something that masterpiece. We'll write that down too. um like personally i would like to see uh i'd like to see them all get eaten um i would i think that would be i think that would be fun like here's the thing if you if you definitely if you definitely want an emmy win an emmy you you have seven you have six (laughs) kids get eaten on screen that's how you do it okay like man i wish i would have talked to you some time ago you know Uh, not saying the source time six that's not not saying that's not what's going to happen uh but uh yeah when we started this thing uh honestly um i had in my mind what i thought should be the last shot of the series uh is it dare is it is it ben laying down on some grass with bumpy coming over next to him and he's just like staring up 
at the camera, kind of the way that the first episode, like the last episode of Lost ends. Because like that would be a fun Okay, that'd be a fun okay, thing. We as have the, to cut as all the lavas, this as yeah. the lava's coming <laughs> yeah. in yeah. from New Plymouth. Now we have to cut this out because now you spoiled the ending of the Sorry, series. guys. Sorry, guys. Uh, Josh, cut that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just a silhouette. Just a silhouette of, 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 of Ben just looking at Bumpy and giving that little smirk that, that everybody gives at the ending of a movie and like looking back into the sunset and right. patting Bumpy on the shoulder. He turns off yeah. the lights of the bar they've opened together. And they- <laughs> walk out on the street and, <laughs> yeah we did it credits roll Turn, <laughs> turns around and uh darius is like man like no it's it's brooklyn because we've i don't think we've heard brooklyn's last name it's brooklyn brooklyn skywalker and like that's just like cut that's right it. there like, that's, what... that's so good i love we're gonna do that it. we're gonna do it i don't know this actually is... maybe brooklyn dreamworks maybe that one's a little bit better because i don't know skywalker maybe a little bit that... you want know, to stay away from that but well... Can, yeah. All right. But I still, as a placeholder, I think that really works well. Brooklyn Dreamworks. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Can we I, make that some concept art real quick? Just yeah. Well, I can't draw. On, I, on a a, I know a lot of people who can draw really well. So <laughs> thank you. What we can come up with. Oh man, thank you. Thank you both for coming on. I mean. We could we could go on for another like three hours just worth of stuff because it'd be like there's so much stuff there's so many things that we we didn't get weren't able to do um, but I mean thank you both so much for coming on um, uh, Paul where can people find you if they want to keep up with you social media wise uh, yeah so my Instagram is um, at p mikey three uh, p m i k e y then the number three. Um, Facebook, it is just my name, Paul Michael, and Twitter is also my name. Don't Twitter means nothing to me at the moment. I post nothing on there because I'm not political. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, and don't forget about the high priest of funk over here. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't you just don't you, you're not gonna want to follow me. You're just gonna be disappointed. I, I really only have uh, Facebook and, and Instagram and it's just so I can share pictures of my kids or the, or put something up that the show is going to be on. So follow P Mikey three. Uh, you're going to be much happier. Uh, I'm just going to bore you to death. So uh, just watch the show instead of, uh, instead of following me anywhere. The name uh, alone is entertaining. Scott. It is. So it's really questions. good. It's it, just an old inside What's joke. the backstory old, behind it? Where, old... where, where can I where can I become an, an, an usher of funk? You know? Yeah. Like, well, are there know, are there deacons of funk? Like, is is there a night? Is there is there a hierarchy? There's a hierarchy. Okay. There's a hierarchy. I can't get too much into it now. Again, that non-disclosure agreement that, that you know that it's really all encompassing. The but, funks uh, are like the masons. Like, there's like secret handshakes. So. You got to be careful. Exactly right. Um, we'll go ahead and put everybody's, you know, handles in the, in the show notes. So if you want to find anybody, you can go there. Uh, we'll also put a link to, uh, season four of Camp Cretaceous in the link. So you can definitely check that out. If for whatever reason you're listening to this and you've not watched it yet, sorry. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all spoiled for you. Um, yeah. so yeah, we'll put that in there. Um, 
thanks again to DreamWorks for uh, helping us out and, you know, giving, letting us watch early and setting up this interview. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcasts. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you can download an episode. Uh, our video content is available on YouTube, so you can check it out there. Um, so if you're listening to this episode and then want to watch this episode, go to YouTube. We'll take double downloads. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Uh, so yeah. Photoshop this first for me because half of my face is like. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have like we have <laughs> our 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 YouTube editor Josh. Uh, I'm gonna have him put a Darius shirt on me. So oh. Oh, I should have I should have worn green. It would have been a way easy for him to key that in. But yeah. all right, well, yeah. Since I'm wearing a green shirt, if he wants to just put a there you go, Darius, Darius <laughs> right there, that'd be cool. Um, but again, thank you both so much for, uh, coming on. Um, I really do appreciate it. It's really fun. Definitely check out season four of Camp Cretaceous. Um, and what, watch all of them, all three of them, four of them, four, there's four now. Yeah. Yeah. Watch them. All. Then go watch them again. Go watch. Yeah. Why not? Just, just, just let yeah. it run in the, in the, uh, in the background. Uh, yeah, and, and read the books too. Cool. Definitely read the books, read the books guys. Get outside though. If, also take a yeah. break. Get outside. If your favorite character from the show, like from the movies, was uh, Robert Muldoon, um, just read the book. He doesn't die. Spoilers yeah. for a book that came out like almost 30 years ago. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't die. It's okay. He lives. Exactly. Well, it's yeah. like when I got to put in the thing about uh, John Hammond. From the I book. love that, by the way. That was uh, beautiful. I, uh, I take credit for very little on this show because our writers are so amazing. That one I'll take credit for uh, <laughs> because uh, I just thought that would be cool. And <laughs> I was such a fan of the book and uh, the fact that I get to do this is just still crazy to me. Yeah, like I, uh, at work, I'm listening to it on audiobook because like, just because, I mean, it's fun. Plus the the narrator's a plus. I love the narration. I love it. Oh, he's so good. And so like, I'm listening and like, I've been, I've been playing a game. So like, because I know Lex says I'm hungry a lot throughout the the series, like that that book. So on my whiteboard, I've got tally marks of like every time she says I'm hungry. <laughs> We're up to four so far, and okay. I've still got like eight hours left of the book. I'm like, I know she says it at least three or four more times. So Wait. it's it's gonna be fun. You know, I'll finally have like the tally at the end of like how many times Lex says I'm hungry. So that'll be fun. That. Yeah, you know, let us know where you come out on that. Oh yeah, I, I think last time I counted, I think it was seven. So okay. I, I'm going to be interested to see, you know. But it's been a while since I read it, so sure. listening to it again, I'm like, oh, okay. your board's going to be like stuff. a prison cell by the end of the book. Oh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious to be like, yeah, yeah, she is hungry, isn't she? <laughs> she would be hungry. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you, Josh. You know, thanks for having us on. Oh, and, no problem. Uh, being a yes, supporter of the show, and uh, you know, great to great to be here. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Um, and so for what's up, fandom? I'm Josh. No, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Paul Michael. And we just talk. We just hammer. <laughs> we just it's, hammer that. I should have left perfect. the Don't edit that out. That no, no, we're not gonna that's edit any of it. Like we're, we did, right. we did, we're that keeping was totally it. Totally on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, just say your name clearly so people hear you. Okay. Um. Oh, so for what's up, fandom? Forgot. I'm Josh. <laughs> okay. Now that one's not on me. That one's that one's me. That one's that me. I, like I'll take that one. Yeah, All right. That's, okay. That's on you. All right. Here we go. All right. Everyone said themselves. Yeah. So for what's up, fandom? I'm Josh. To all the fans, I'm Paul Michael. 
<laughs> and I'm stuck. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>